Have you ever wondered what life is really like being a vegan? Have you ever thought, wow, I wish I could do a food habit change like that, but I wouldn't even know where to start. I don't even know how to make veggies taste good. And I just honestly would not even know how to supplement myself by not eating protein. So you're in for a treat because today's episode is all about veganism, like you guessed it. But I'm not trying to convert anyone. I'm just literally going to be talking about my experience because two weeks ago, it was actually my first big anniversary, which means I've been a vegan for a year. A lot more ahead, so let's get started with this week's episode. Hola, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, the V podcast where we talk about life, love, travel, business, and everything in between. Life tends to get messy sometimes, and nobody really taught us how to live it. With your new best friend, confidant, and host, yours truly, Sabrina. I will always have your back, and it is my mission that you never feel alone again because I'm always here. So fasten your seatbelts because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pretty Sure Podcast. Today is an exciting day because it is the first time I'm actually recording myself with a camera besides the audio that I'm doing. And you might see me doing a lot of voices, a lot of sounds, a lot of whatever it is. So just hang tight. I'm doing an experiment. I have had multiple questions saying, don't you want to go on YouTube? Don't you want to start promoting videos and stuff like that? So testing this out and seeing how it comes out and we'll see how it goes. But anyway, as I mentioned in today's intro, today's episode is going to be all about my experience being a vegan. I thought this was important because two weeks ago was World Vegan Health Day. I think that's what it's called. And I actually had thought of posting this episode by then, but I completely forgot. The day completely slipped out of my mind. I even forgot I had been vegan for a year. And then all of a sudden my Instagram was spammed with that. And I was like, holy shit, I actually forgot about it. So I decided to post another episode instead. And you get the vegan episode two weeks later. But like they say, it's never too late, right? So I guess I'm going to take you through a little journey of my food habits throughout the years and why I decided to ultimately become a vegan. But before I do that, I just wanted to say a huge, huge thank you to absolutely everyone that supports the show, everyone who listens to it, and just this show wouldn't be anything without you guys. I love my little internet family. I love the community that I've created so far that we've created because again, I wouldn't be doing this without you. And I just wanted to remind you that you can listen to my podcast doesn't matter whatever you're doing. If you are ironing your clothes, if you're cooking, if you're driving, if you are in line waiting at the bank and you have headphones, whatever it is you're doing, you can definitely listen to my podcast. You don't have to just fully keep your attention on my podcast. It's still in the background. It's still running and I'm damn sure you're listening to it. So that's just a little reminder that I wanted to say. Now for today's topic. So 
If you've heard my first episode where I talk about my skin problems, then you probably know that I have gone through the works. So if you've listened to that episode, you know that I kind of stopped drinking dairy or eating dairy, ooh, I think it's been like five, six years ago already and why I've been doing that. So the thing is, I have had bad skin and acne problems for years. I have not been able to manage and get someone to tell me why I have it. I've heard all sort of excuses. I've heard it's the food you're eating. I've heard it's the cosmetics you're using. I've heard it's hormonal. It's emotional. It's just your skin. It's literally everything you could possibly think of. I've heard it. Obviously, today's episode is not about acne, but I wanted to remind you that that was a huge part of the reason why I've ended up being a vegan nowadays. Flashback to when I first discovered it maybe was dairy and gluten that was hurting me. I cut out all of the dairy products that I could find. I cut out all of the gluten products out of my diet. And so my skin started healing. I actually started feeling way better with my body. I had less stomach problems and I just was feeling healthier overall. I thought I had found the cure and I, you know, was super happy, kept eating meat, fish, and everything else. And so fast forward, now this is the correct expression. So fast forward to three years ago, I started getting really weird cysts on my face and on my body. So the first one, sorry, not sorry, this might be too much information. The first one I got was on my butt and having a cyst on your butt, let me tell you, it is first of all, the most disgusting thing you can ever imagine. And second of all, it is the most painful thing because one thing is having cysts on your face, but that doesn't really matter that much because yeah, it hurts but it's not like you're constantly touching it or like you're constantly bumping into things, right? Whereas if you have it on your legs or on your butt or somewhere that actually touches things, just imagine how painful it was to sit down. Like I think I had to leave one of my butt cheeks in the air because I could just not sit down without being in complete total pain. So anyway, that happened one time. I took a lot of antibiotics. It went away. And then the second time I got it on my face, I looked like Quasimodo because it was completely on my eye. I was scared I was going to go blind or something was going to happen to my eye because of the infection. Nothing happened. I got another one in my cheek a couple of months later, and then more months passed by and I got another one under my nose. So completely here under my, um, yeah, under my nose. I still have a scar to this day that hasn't really gone away. And so by this last time that I had had the cyst on my face, I went to a Chinese doctor. She's an acupuncturist in Paris. She's the most amazing woman I've ever met. I I completely adore her. I love her treatments and she's helped me so much with absolutely everything with my allergies and all of my health problems. And so basically I went to her with my cyst on my face and I was like, listen, I'm already taking medicine, but this hurts so much. It's not going away. And they told me it might be about two weeks or more that it goes away. And I was just like desperate at this point. I went there. She put some needles on my face. It went away. And then she told me, listen, I think you should stop eating red meat for a while. I mean, you can still eat fish. You can still eat chicken. You can still eat 
um, turkey or whatever it is, but don't eat any red meat or sausages or something like that. See how it feels like after a month, come back and then we'll figure it out. Maybe it's gone, but the problem is you have so many toxins right now in your body. You kind of need to help your body heal. And guys, at this point, I was so desperate. I was like, literally, if you tell me to eat a damn lizard, I will eat a lizard if that will make me like feel better and take these problems away. So for one month, I cut out completely red meat, like from one day to the next. I wasn't eating um, pork. I wasn't eating like beef. I wasn't eating sausages. I wasn't eating ham. I just like one day to the next completely cut it off. I think I even stopped eating eggs. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I stopped eating that and I just found it really comforting. So it was a hard of the beginning because obviously I had friends that were complete carnivores and loved to go to like meat restaurants. And I used to be the biggest fan of steak tartare. Like you have no idea, especially in France, steak tartare is like the best thing ever. It just tastes so good. Obviously that was one of the hardest things that I quit um, back then. So anyway, Stopped eating meat for a month, felt great, and decided, you know what, I think I'm going to continue doing this for a while and see what happens. So one month turned into two, which turned into three, which turned into four, five, six. Basically, when I realized one day I had been eating meat-free diet for almost eight months. So I started, I think it was in January, and I continued until November which is crazy. Like you don't even realize how much you don't even need it and how much there's so many other things that you could do. And by this time, I was already experimenting a little bit with vegan food. Not because I thought I was going to turn vegan at any point, but if you don't know, vegan food is so cool and so creative because, you know, you still want some of these textures from meat. You still want some of these textures from fish or flavors, you know, those type of very particular flavors of meat, fish, and chicken, but you have to find other ways to do it. Same goes with eggs. And so I've always found that fascinating because I'm a very creative person. And so bringing creativity into cooking that I did and everything that I ate was just another fun way to be creative in the kitchen. So we did that and I was already experimenting with it. There's this really good restaurant in Paris that's called Wild in the Moon and it is completely vegan. They even have some raw food options. They have so many good cakes. Oh my God, I'm getting hungry right now because I love their blueberry scone. If anyone listening out there is in Paris or is in Dubai because I know they have um, locations in Dubai, please, please order um, since we're still in lockdown in Paris, please go order Wild on the Moon, taste their blueberry scone, and put like the little vanilla cashew cream on it. It is so good. You have no idea. Anyway, I started experimenting with that, went to more restaurants that served vegan food, vegan sushi, vegan, whatever it is. And I was just like, hmm, maybe I can do this. Like maybe one day eventually down the road, I'll be able to do this. And then the idea of becoming pescatarian kind of came into mind, which by the way, being pescatarian means you're basically vegetarian, but you eat only fish. So you don't, you don't eat eggs if you don't want to, you don't eat any red meat, any white meat, but you do eat fish raw or cooked, doesn't matter. 
And I was toying with the idea of maybe becoming pescatarian or flexitarian, which flexitarian just means you are pretty flexible and you eat most of the time plant-based food, but then you have like a 10% margin where you can eat fish. And I was like, that's perfect for me because I love seeds. I love vegan food, but I could never, ever live without fish. And so that was going on for a while. And then I have to, I wanted to say this on another podcast, but I guess I'll just talk a little bit about this and then do a kind of like year in memory situation where I talk about this. So October comes and I was pretty happy. I was working in my internship. I had not eaten red meat for a while. I went to brunch on a Saturday with a friend of mine, and I was really into biking at this point. So if you know me at all, I am obsessed with biking. It is so fun, so freeing, and you can just see the city in a new light. Like, it is honestly one of my favorite activities, and I do have to say I miss it since being in Mexico. But I've been obsessed with biking for, like, two years now. And I biked to the restaurant with my friend. We left. We had brunch. It was amazing. We talked. Then she told me that she was going to go get her nails done and I had to go buy some things. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I need to get myself a helmet because it's really dangerous to bike around the city and to bike, you know, through traffic without a helmet. And so in my mind, I was thinking about going to buy a helmet. I was on the car lane, but next to the bike lane. And I was driving my bike and then all of a sudden I thought, you know what? I should probably get on the bike lane just in case something happens. I tried. I did that. I had a huge epic fail. My bike took the wrong way for the bike lane and I fell on my leg, foot, and butt. Basically what happened to me was I had a second degree sprain from the situation. I was in so much pain. I barely made it. My foot almost got broken, my ankle, and I was in so much pain. I was crying. I'll obviously do a little episode on this later on because today's focus is food. But long story short, I came to Mexico to recuperate because I live in Paris on a sixth flight of stairs without an elevator. And so you can imagine without a cast with crutches and trying to go up and down the stairs every single day to get groceries and everything was pretty impossible. Like it was just not a task I was willing to do because worst part of my building is that the stairs were tiny. So like you could barely fit a second person there. It was just like one person at a time that goes up and down the stairs. And I was just like, this is madness. I'm not going to be able to go to work by the time, by this time last year. Um, work from home wasn't a thing, especially as an intern. So obviously I couldn't work from home. I had to go to the working office, had to go buy groceries. And I was like, listen, this is not going to be possible. I'm going home to Mexico. So I did. And I didn't know how much my life was going to change from this, um, lovely, lovely accident that I actually have to say I'm thankful for. Again, I will do another episode, but me wanting to recuperate faster, feel better, and just heal my foot, I watched some documentaries on Netflix. So I watched, and I know this is pretty controversial because a lot of people say that this 
documentary is not amazing. This documentary is not completely valid. It lacks depth. It lacks research. It lacks whatever it is. I just have to say the Game Changers documentary really, really 100% changed my life because as I mentioned, I had been toying with the idea of becoming a vegan for a while, but I never wanted to take the plunge because I used to think, hey, I need protein to survive and I, if I don't eat protein, I'm probably going to die at one point or have like deficiency. And so when I watched this documentary with my mom, I, I was shocked. If you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Not like it doesn't necessarily have to turn you vegan, but it does give you a new perspective on life, what we're doing to the planet, what's happening to animals, what kind of food you're eating. And it lets you with the idea that you can experiment maybe once a week to meet less Mondays. You know, there's a whole movement on that or just decide once a week you're going to eat balanced vegan food rather than meat. Or just maybe lower your meat consumption. With that, you can already give your um, body a nice little break. So I watched that and I was just shocked because most of the food that we eat nowadays has a lot of chemicals. The meat that we eat, the fish that we eat, you know, there's a lot of plastic in the ocean. There's a lot of antibiotics in everything that we eat. We are creating antibiotic resistance and, you know, like I could go on and on about every single thing that's wrong with the food industry nowadays. But the thing that shocked me the most that turned me specifically to being a vegan was the person that actually made the documentary. So the host, let's call him that. He used to be an MMA fighter or a boxer. can't remember which of the two, but he used to be that. And then he had an accident and he hurt himself and he had stopped boxing and doing anything related to the sport ever since. And so he was really intrigued because he was like, I want to find more information about how athletes heal faster, recuperate faster, and basically what techniques we can do as athletes to feel better through food. And so through his research, he found out that vegan athletes and vegan people can definitely be healthier. Your body heals faster and just so many good things come from there that he decided to embark on this mission to create the documentary, ask other people, interview other people, and just try it out for himself. Obviously, I'm not going to ruin the entire video because I would really recommend you watch it, if not for yourself, just for like general culture. Basically, long story short, he tried being a vegan and I think it took him just a couple of months to actually get the strength back and the body force to start boxing again. And now he's training to do it for fun, like as a hobby. And he interviews just so many athletes saying that their recuperation time is so much quicker ever since switching to vegan diet and they just debunk so many myths about how you don't necessarily have to eat protein to have protein because truly most veggies already have protein. The only situation is that we don't eat the right quantity of veggies truly fascinating documentary and there are a lot of other ones like that like if you watch um what the what the health or if you watch forks over knives you know there's just so many interesting things out there that prove that maybe going vegan is the way of the future or at least it lets you live a healthier lifestyle and it lets you 
take matters into your own hands. I'm going to do a side note here before I continue with my story, saying that obviously being leading a vegan lifestyle doesn't automatically mean that you are healthier. Because the thing with vegans is, and this goes to show the same situation with meat eaters, with um, vegetarians, the thing is, if you don't eat balanced, if you don't eat majority of veggies, a majority of colorful foods, so they used to say, eat the rainbow. If you don't eat that and you focus mostly on breads, if you focus on pastas, if you focus on um, fake cheeses, if you focus on beyond meat, for example, beyond sausages, which I'll cover a little bit later on. If you just focus on that and you don't eat veggies, well, obviously you're not going to be healthy and obviously you're going to have amino acid deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, iron deficiencies, because you have to lead a balanced diet. But it's the same thing if you are a carnivore. So a lot of people constantly tell me, yeah, but as a carnivore, you get all of the nutrients that you need. And I beg to differ because a lot of carnivores, um, older men specifically, like my dad, they're not too fond of veggies. So their diet mostly consists of chicken, bread, um, some veggies here and there, some like small quantities of salad here and there, lots of potatoes, maybe lots of fries, fried food. And so obviously if you lead a diet like that, doesn't matter that you're getting amino acids and vitamins from uh, protein, you're not eating any veggies, so you're not helping your body. Same goes with vegans and vegetarians. You know, if you think of a vegetarian that has a big stomach, that's probably because instead of leaning into veggies and fruits, they probably are leaning into pasta or pizza or, you know, toast with hummus and cucumber, which it's great, but it's not everyday food, you know, like you have to have it be a balanced thing. And this is actually something that I've also learned the hard way because I gained a lot of weight since becoming a vegan. So as I mentioned, I've been a vegan for a year, but I've been battling with, I want to say weight issues from being a vegan since January. So there's been periods of time where I've gained more weight than others. There's been periods of time where I feel more grudgy, where I feel like I'm missing energy. And now looking back on it, it's because I didn't eat a whole food vegan diet. I wasn't balancing my nutrients correctly. I wasn't focusing just on veggies and Um, fruit, but I was eating a lot of processed foods. So I was eating a lot of tofu. I was eating a lot of tempeh, which is made from fermented soybeans. I was eating a lot of rice. I was eating a lot of beans and lentils. And so basically veggies were just like a small, tiny part, which is I went from eating meat and some amount of veggies and slightly amount of carbs to compensating by eating a larger amount of carbs, lower amount of veggies, and more processed foods. So this is a lesson that I would like to leave to everyone. If you're thinking of becoming vegan or vegetarian, try to take a whole foods approach and focus more on veggies and fruits than you would on processed foods. But let's get back to the story. So saw this documentary. They were talking about how if you suffered an accident, if you had an injury, whatever it is, studies had shown that on these athletes that had led a vegan lifestyle, 
their recuperation time and healing time was much quicker and reduced time than normal people. And if you've ever suffered an ankle injury and to the level that I had it, your main focus is a holy shit. When am I going to be able to walk like a normal person and not have this damn boot on my foot or have people helping me or carrying crutches around and feeling like an invalid because that's what I was feeling. I obviously was not um, accustomed to this. And so I had to kind of like learn to be patient, learn to take my time because you get drained really easy. And so I thought, you know what, if this new way of eating and this new healthy lifestyle is going to help me reduce the time, like I'm sure as hell going to do it, even if I don't completely believe in it, but just because I can't do worse than what I'm doing right now. So November 1st, 2019, I became a vegan. And here are the most important things I've learned from this year because I feel like not many people talk about the hardships of being a vegan. You only talk about the good parts, that is, you're saving the environment, you're being healthy, you are putting your part in improving this world, yada, yada, yada. Lesson number one that I've learned from being a vegan this year. It is harder than it looks, not because it takes more time to cook or because it's just harder in general to follow through, but it is inconvenient. Like I'm going to say this flat out. It's inconvenient to be vegan sometimes because not all of our societies are ready for people that only eat fruit and veggies. Because as I learned really quickly, some restaurants specifically, for example, here in Mexico, you'd go to a place and you'd say, okay, I'm a vegan. I don't eat any animal products. What can you prepare for me? And they'd come back with a salad, which was literally lettuce, tomato, and no dressing. Like that was the only thing they would offer me. And so it got frustrating and it sometimes still is frustrating at times to live in a world where there's not one vegan option in every restaurant you go to. And here's what I have to say about that. I'm not expecting you to create like a fake tofurkey for me or like a fake burger made out of scratch from nuts or whatever it is. But I think it's about time that we start introducing these new ways of eating to the world, the culinary world, so that we don't have to separate going to vegan restaurants specifically if there's a vegan person or going to a normal uh, restaurant. Because this is what's happened to me sometimes with my family because my mom went vegan the same time as I did, but my dad isn't. My cousins and my aunts aren't, even though sometimes they do enjoy eating vegan food. It's sometimes really awkward because you have to spend time investigating the restaurants that you hang out with your friends and you have to investigate what type of food and maybe look at the menu or reach out to these restaurants and ask, hey, I'm thinking of going with my friends, with my boyfriend, with my date, with my family, whatever it is, but I'm a vegan, they're not. I'd love to know if you have any options. And so it really does get frustrating when you can only go to the same two or three restaurants, maybe even one, depending on the city where you're at, because they're the only people that actually offer um, options for you other than just like green salad and tomatoes. 
And then it also gets awkward when you have someone like my dad, for example, who doesn't believe in vegan food. He's like, okay, you guys do that. Great. Perfect. But I'm not going to go to one of those restaurants. Like we go to a normal restaurant and you get something to eat. And so it gets awkward because we're there. We can't eat anything. And we just like stare at him drinking a lemonade. Or me and my mom have to go separately to another restaurant afterwards or before or order our own food or whatever it is so that we don't get hungry. And it's also a bit time consuming because let's say you are in a city and you're on vacation and you don't have any restaurant options, then the only next best thing is to cook food to yourself. And I love cooking, obviously. Um, if you check out my Instagram, I'm constantly uploading like foodie pictures. As I mentioned, I got a trip last year to Google um, headquarters for an event they did because I'm a Google local guide micro influencer and I post reviews. So food is an important part of my life and I cook a lot of food, but not everyone is like me. First of all, not everyone has time to cook and not everyone even likes to cook. And so those are, I think the two hardest things. It truly, truly is a lifestyle change because there's just so many things that you don't realize when you make lifestyle change. And this happens a lot as well when you start becoming healthy. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine where he was telling me, I don't think I would ever become a vegan, but I really respect your decision. And I really respect that you're following through with your life choice and health choice because I actually stopped drinking. So that's what he said. I actually stopped drinking around 10 months ago. And, you know, as with every lifestyle change, it is hard sometimes because I can't go out with the same friends I used to go out all the time with because I realize the only thing they like to do is drink. And when they drink, we don't have anything in common because they either become really obnoxious or they're the type of people that just gets blacked out drunk and, you know, doesn't care about anything. Or instead of doing wholesome activities, like let's go to the I don't know, let's go play a card game, let's go play video games, let's go to a party and dance, meet people, interact. It all suddenly revolves around drinking. And so it is a lifestyle choice and it does become hard because people exit your life. And I don't think I've ever resonated with anything so much because if that is not an accurate description of what being a vegan really is like, then I don't know what else is because that has happened to me so many times. The best example I can give you is a dating example. So I was talking to this guy once on Hinge, which if you don't know, it is a lovely dating app where people take dating more seriously. But I was talking to this guy on Hinge and he had on his profile or he had changed on his profile after we started talking before I told him I was a vegan. He had changed one of his descriptions as... um you should not go out with me if you're a vegan, but it was too late at the time. So we were talking about it and he was like, let's go out. Let's do something. I was like, yeah, sure. Let's go have a drink or let's go eat or let's do something. And he was like, I was thinking more like you come over, we order pizza and like some drinks. And so I nicely told him, um, yeah, I'm not really into that. And besides I'm a vegan, so I don't really think I could eat pizza, like unless we ordered a vegan pizza or we can just hang out or whatever it is. And the next word that came out of his mouth was, oh, you're vegan. F that. No, thanks. And he blocked me. 
And so I know this is totally radical and this is not something that happens every day and people are not going to react to you that way. But you do kind of become that obnoxious person, not because you are being mean about it or any situation like that, but it does become a little bit of an awkward situation because people have to be more careful around you. So automatically when you tell someone you're a vegan and they're like eating a hamburger or eating meat or something, they turn around and they're like, like, you know, like worried that you're going to judge them. And obviously with everything, there are people that judge, but we mostly as vegans, we get a bad rap, but we don't really judge you. Like if you want to eat meat, go right ahead. I don't necessarily have to agree with you for you to enjoy what you're eating. And so that is one thing that happens. Another thing is people have to be more conscious about where and what places you go to, because again, not everywhere they have vegan options, not everywhere they're friendly enough to cook you something without butter, without fat or whatever it is, or without any animal products. And, you know, sometimes you'll just go to a restaurant and they'll tell you, yeah, sorry, we don't have anything. And then you just stare into darkness, maybe even drinking. And this is something that's really interesting as well. I learned later on in life, um, I think like seven months into being a vegan, I did not know that wines were not all vegan and ciders were also not all vegan because they're made in facilities and they're made with a process. I would be completely butchering the situation, but basically there are animal bones involved and fish bones involved somehow. Not that it's disgusting. It's just kind of like the pasteurizing situation. And so it just comes with a lifestyle change, you know, it comes with learning how to cook new things, learning how to balance your foods, learning what places are friendly, learning with you can't just go to a random restaurant, even if you're on vacation and ordering something because odds are there's not really going to be anything for you. And so it just comes with a lifestyle change. It comes with a complete 180 mindset reboot. (laughs) That's what I like to call it. Because you also realize a lot of things when you become vegan. Your lifestyle changes, your mindset changes. You start realizing that, you know, in my case, it's good for the environment. And you start caring more about what you put in your body because you start looking at labels and you start seeing that a lot of products are not vegan, or you start seeing that a lot of products are tested on animals, or a lot of products are um, toxic to yourself or to the environment. And so you start truly changing everything in your life because you want to live a healthier lifestyle. And so I guess I don't want to discourage you to being a vegan. I feel so much better nowadays. I'm so much healthier. I have so much more energy. I'm not tired. I'm not grudgy. My skin is doing so much better from the cleanse that I'm doing. Um, I'll talk about it in another episode, but I've loved the experience of being vegan. I just want to let you with this thought of it's not going to be easy. It does require a different mindset, complete lifestyle change, and it requires more effort than just putting a little piece of meat on the stove and calling it a night. So if you're looking to become healthier, if you're looking to do your part for the environment, if you're looking to try something new, if you want to just experience what it's like to go one day without eating meat, maybe a week. 
I would definitely wholeheartedly recommend it. And I would actually say, unless you're really strong-willed, do not go cold turkey like I did because it is a challenge. Like It is completely a challenge. And uh, one other thing to remember is if you've been vegan for a while, so like, let's say you start being vegan, six months happen, and then you randomly by accident eat a pizza, eat an ice cream that wasn't vegan. (laughs) Let me tell you, it'll be the worst day of your life because you're going to have so much stomach problems. You are going to feel like complete crap. You are going to have probably acne randomly come out, uh, pimples. You're just going to feel so bad because your body does get used to not having animal things inside of you and it does a weird reaction. So be aware if you want to be a flexible vegan, make sure you at least eat something of animal produce, um, once in a while. So you don't disaccustom your body. If you want to go cold turkey, if you want to completely turn your life upside down and be a vegan, go cold turkey. It's not as hard and you will be happier, live a longer life. And, you know, we'll see what other health benefits get discovered. But I truly, truly believe 2020 has been the reckoning year. And there have been so many vegans that have turned this year. There's so many companies that are now creating, you know, impossible foods, which if you don't know what that is, is the fake burger, impossible cheeses, which are fake cheeses made from nuts, made from coconut oil. You know, they taste actually really good, by the way. Um, I do actually recommend vegan cheese. It tastes so, so good if you find the right brand. But yeah, these things happen and I think 2020 is going to be even better. There are so many more restaurants opening up around the world and I just hope it becomes really mainstream in that us vegan slash vegetarian people that take care of our bodies can find one or two options in every single restaurant that we go to. With that, I will leave you guys for today's episode. I have already been talking straight for 40 minutes about my experiences as a vegan. Um, But last but not least, I just wanted to say that really take consideration of what you eat. Doesn't matter if you're a meat eater, just take consideration and start looking at where things come from. So maybe start eating more organic food, maybe look into the farms that you buy from, the brands that you support. Check if they like if beauty brands test on animals, check if they use chemicals that are bad for your endocrine endocrine system for your face, for whatever it is, just be more conscious as consumers because the products that we see out there the food that we have out there, the restaurants, everything is a reflection of what we accept. So if we ask consumers, stop accepting having heavy toxics and metals and whatever it is in our everyday products, then companies will be forced to stop producing these hazardous just products for everyone and food as well, instead of having overpopulation of, um, cattle or overpopulation of meat production, dairy industry, whatever it is, if we start demanding more ethical treatments, if we start demanding less quantity of all of these hazardous things, then companies will have no other choice but to listen and to take a step back from using unethical, um, I forgot the word, but basically unethical um, situations. (laughs) 
That's all I have to say. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as usual, please go check out the Instagram page where we do live interviews every single Thursday with every week, a different person on the show, mostly women, but I've also had some cool guys come on and tell their stories. If you're interested in coming on the show, reach out to me, send me a little message on Instagram, which is at pretty sure podcast. And I always reply and I'm excited to hear from you. And as always, if you love our show, if you love the content that we produce, go leave a message, go leave a review on Apple podcasts because it really does help us. And as usual, I will see you guys next week. Peace out everybody and have a lovely rest of the week. Mm